This episode of The Clear Out was recorded on the 5th of January 2022 at home in Wicklow. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to this new year, this new moment. This week's episode is very much focused on what? New beginnings. It's focused on how we think about time and it is focused on change. And I am arguing that time is not our friend. <laughs> Has any did, did anybody ever say it was? Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a bit of an exploration of how we think about time, how we divide up time, how that's not always helpful or healthy. And I am advocating for being present for accepting what we control, accepting what we can control in this moment. And I lay out my own desire for change as we begin this year. And at the very, very, very end of the episode, there is a movie reference. Uh, short and sweet, but it's there. So, yes. That's what's that's what's coming up. It's coming up um, real soon. It's coming up now. I'll see you there. Cheers. Bye. Ooh, not gonna change my mind. Leaving the dream behind. Hi, my name is Dara Clear, and you're listening to the Clear Out. How are you? You're welcome. Happy New Year. Welcome to twenty twenty two. How is this new year going for you? It's less than a week old. Do you feel inspired? Do you feel refreshed? Do you feel invigorated? Do you feel full of fight, ready to take on the coming year? Dukes up, drawers on, belt fastened that's your boxing belt maybe i don't know i don't know where i was going with that little uh <laughs> that little pugilistic metaphor i suppose i'm asking you are you in a combative mood is that what's required do you have to get ready for a fight as another year stares you in the face and it's basically like looking at a gauntlet that you have to run through. I that the whole idea of a gauntlet used to terrify me as a kid. I don't know. I don't know what movie I saw it in first. For some reason I feel it was a western and perhaps a cowboy, perhaps a cavalryman had been captured by Indians and he had to run through a gauntlet which was basically a, a human tunnel uh, with Indians on either side and you had to go through them and they'd kick and punch and beat the uh, the poor individual who had to make their way to the other side and I remember thinking my god is there no <laughs> is there no end is there no end to the depths of human depravity and cruelty and vindictiveness 
and aren't they lovely ideas to have percolating as we uh, we kick off this new year <laughs> is that how you're looking at it is it a battle is it a battle to come or are you in a completely different frame of mind are you feeling very zen very blissed out very at ease at one with the moment the moment of a new beginning a new dawn a fresh start to the year are you sitting there in lotus position lotus lotus position just letting life move through you and around you is that where your head's at i mean fair play to you fair play to you is all i can say if uh if you're managing to bring a little bit of serenity to proceedings it's it's a challenge i think it's a challenge i find it a challenge personally to get that sort of calmness that sort of centeredness to to bring that to bear on your on your 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 day-to-day moment on my day-to-day moment as the case may be but all of it all of it has me thinking all of it has me thinking about change change because that is often the theme of a new year you put up that new calendar and i'm looking at one from where i sit i'm looking at a very handsome white horse with uh, is it the girdle is it the girdle that goes around the the face um the horse's mouth and over its head is that the girdle <laughs> um and the horse is standing in front of green hedges the type of green hedges you might find in a maze perhaps so the white horse is looking at me there's no saddle on the horse there is no rider the horse is just there having a moment and there's another calendar in one of the other rooms in the house and on that calendar there is a snow covered statue so yet again white is the theme white brings to mind to me a new page that new leaf we are turning over the fresh start the blank slate and we are i believe we are completely conditioned to enter the first days and weeks of the year like this every year because that's what's been set up for us over our lives the new year the new start saying goodbye to the old year on new year's eve and feeling a sort of a thrill of expectation a thrill of the unknown the thrill of what might come what might be and that i mean that's that's a very that's a very agreeable feeling is it not um, I guess if you're feeling positive, <laughs> you know, it, it could be a feeling of terrible dread if you're inclined to be pessimistic. Those 
12 bells ring out at midnight on New Year's Eve and you're like, oh shit. What now? What next? But think about that for a second. I mean, imagine being there and thinking there's 365 days of this coming year and I'm feeling I'm feeling sick now about what might happen, what might go wrong, what might befall me. Like t- t- to me, that's a uh, it's a very irrational, a very irrational place to be, a very irrational state of mind and it feels completely illogical to me to to have that sense of you know of i said dread earlier i was about to say foreboding something ominous something wicked this way comes to quote my old friend shakespeare um i i mean i have nothing but sympathy for you i have I mean, genuinely i'm not saying that in a facetious way i feel very sad you know, I feel very sorry for someone who's in that in that particular state of mind. Um, however, there's no reason why that state of mind should be any more illogical than the opposite. Feeling positive, <laughs> feeling buoyant with uh, with that sense of, ooh, ooh, what great thing might happen this year? What lovely stuff might come my way this year? That um, you know, th- th- there's there's no reason why that should hold more sway. It's purely a point of view. It's purely a, a personal disposition, a personal leaning. It's one's bent. Um, how you look ahead, and what that impossible to know future is going to deliver. Good or ill um so yeah so i suppose i'm thinking about it in 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 a way and reminding myself and i've I've been thinking about this a little bit this week you know because of the week that's in it and there is i'm not sure what the right word to use here is um but there's something about this imposition of the divisions of time, how we impose our our measures of time on our lives to to make sense of them. And here's a question: How useful is it? to think of time the way we do or how useful is it to structure and apportion time the way we do dividing it up as we do into weeks and months and years minutes and hours and days what does it achieve really it it's a way of arranging our our days arranging our timetable arranging our working week our schedules it's it's a way of 
achieving a synchronicity of understanding it's a way of under it's a way of achieving the synchronicity of relating to time with people all around the world um and of course of course the you know around the world time is rearranged to maximize to maximize our exposure to the sun to maximize the daylight that we can functionally live with and use um apart from those uh parts of the world where it's you know the land of the midnight sun is that finland is finland the land of the midnight sun um where you have daylight for six months of the year and darkness for the other six is is that is that right am i being just a really terrible student of of what of time of geography um but I think, and if you can't hear the sort of the, the rhetorical nature of this question, I personally feel that the way we, this relationship that we have to time and the divisions of time, uh, it's, it's not helpful, I think, it, it, on, on, a, on a certain level, it isn't helpful on a certain level it is a source of a source of stress a source of of pressure it brings the ticking clock ever closer and maybe this is something that doesn't impact children i mean i, I immediately i immediately thought of my daughter and i'm asking myself how she thinks of time I mean, she's a classic, uh, you know, classic child in that she'll frequently refer to being bored and not having enough to do um, and wanting to have fun. Um, and when anything, whenever anything fun is on the schedule, time just seems to stand still for her. And the, um, you know, her, her, her evident impatience makes time almost move in in reverse (laughs) sorry i mean i i realize you know her she still hasn't really got the, the 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 concept of time as 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 we measure it out in minutes and hours so i'll sometimes refer to programs that she watches or a movie that she's seen and I'll go oh it'll take about that much time it'll take about this much time um so she's still I mean you know she's eight I've no idea uh what the eight-year-olds in your lives are doing or how they are relating to time but um I mean today I think it was about half three and my daughter's like right what's for lunch (laughs) can I have some pasta and I'm like hold on a second he just had a big sandwich um, not too long ago, uh, at at lunchtime. So uh, what about like what about a piece of fruit now? And she's like, what time is it? Is it is it is it is it not lunchtime now? So she's um, anyway, whatever. She's she's still working that out. She's still on that journey of going. Oh, this is this is how time allows me to understand where I am in the day. 
Um, but I think for the rest of us, I mean, obviously, as we, we get older, um, and I mean, when I say older, I'm like, you know, it doesn't matter. I think once you're, once you're a teenager or a young adult, it's, it, it's relevant and the, the, its presence is felt. Um, but I do think that this concept of time that we have gets in the way of of being present and it gets in the way of attaining a sort of present mindfulness and a present moment happiness uh we get very caught up in in the passing of time and in you know in in arranging the 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 the, the, the timeline of our lives and it's it, it 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 starts to adhere almost inextricably to our sense of progress or not our sense of achievement or not our sense of advancement or resolution or arrival and it's i don't know i mean i, I was about to say it's 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 a kind of sickness in a way um but that that's probably that's probably a bit too dramatic but there is as i as i i said earlier there there is something i think that is fundamentally unhelpful and unhealthy about about the way we allow time to to rule us i suppose and in and i did use the word earlier um impose or or imposition and there's something and, and this is just a mindset this is i mean and you might you know you might have a completely you might be listening going, what the hell are you on about i disagree with you entirely that is your that is your right but there is a sort of a i don't know there's a you know there's a, there's this there's the relentlessness and the ever presence of of time as we have you know as humanity has constructed it that you know it you know as the saying goes it it, it waits for no one so no matter no matter what we're doing the uh, the clock is ticking there is no stopping that clock um you know other than other than uh heading to life's departure lounge and stepping out of this existence um and that's not that's, i'm not speaking euphemistically about anything dire um like suicide or anything like that um but in more of a, a science fiction fantastical way you know you, you have to step out of this this time zone uh, of, of planet earth um but we can't do that we can't do that but what we can do, what we can do is try to untrain the brain. 
what we can do is try to recondition our relationship with time and recondition how we conceive its its passage so we can attempt to live more in the now uh, and I do not think for a millisecond that what I'm suggesting is anything remotely revolutionary or something that has not been suggested before but I think it is worth I think it is worth looking at I think it's worth exploring and you know as as I said at the start of the episode the context for this is this idea of oh it's the new year so let me open that first page of my diary I would if I had my diary but I don't because I messed up I'm normally pretty good at lining up my my diary dear diary I had a really good day today I had a lovely hot chocolate with whipped cream and a toasted ham sandwich for my lunch it was delicious if I had my <laughs> my <laughs> my diary <laughs> I I have a long history of, of diary keeping since I was a little fella my um my mother's mother my maternal grandmother gave me like a little appointment diary when I was about 11 or 12 and there was a tiny a tiny there was you know basically there was one page you know where you could jot down you know where you had to be what you had to do for each day of the week and on the facing page there were beautiful uh, a, a range of beautiful illustrations from uh, you know of, of Japanese art and those famous waves the name of which uh, I, I cannot I cannot remember for the life of me at the moment off the top of my head but you know the ones you know those ones those those Japanese waves the ubiquitous Japanese waves that crop up everywhere um, you know when there's a bit of Japanese art floating around uh, they featured uh, amongst other beautiful illustrations and that really began my habit of recording stuff recording my life you know as, as fascinating as I found it um, <laughs> from a very young age and I kept diaries um, consistently um, until my my early 20s when I sort of lost faith with their usefulness and you know which coincided of course with you know having a crisis of of identity and a crisis of faith in myself and questioning everything that had gone before and my diligent um diary keeping uh was abandoned for for a few years um now no great loss i mean i have uh i have recovered some of those old diaries over the years and pain they're painful 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 to dip into these aren't ones, uh, you know, ones for the ages. Uh, but in any case, I returned to the diary keeping habit um, probably in my mid-twenties and sort of settled back into a bit of a groove and settled into a better place with myself and felt it's okay. It's okay. You're allowed to jot down your thoughts and your feelings and whatever. Um, 
And so that has continued to be the case over the subsequent 20 odd years. Um, And normally I am good at having that diary bought, ready, ready to go, ready for use on the the 1st of January each year. Um, And I failed. I failed this year. It just slipped my my mind. (laughs) I just, I just bloody forgot. And there was no diary there for for me. So I only ordered, um, I only ordered a diary online on the, I think it was on the 1st of January or maybe the 31st. Was it New Year's Eve? I can't remember. But um, it's not getting delivered until next week. This is, it's a horrible start to my year. Thanks very much. Where, where can I record my, uh, my units, my sporting units? Um, every little bit of exercise I do, I jot it down and I, you know, they get numbered, they get counted. And I mean, like, so like this is, this is ironic for someone who's saying time, <laughs> I need to just step away from that construct. But I am, I am a great recorder and counter and note taker of life. Um, a little, a little existential accountant and i am bitterly disappointed not to have my my book to open and write down those those first thoughts of the year but further to this general argument from for this episode i'm letting it go just let it go let it go it's like you don't have to take a photograph of everything just let it go trust trust your memory if it's worth remembering, it'll stay in there somewhere and you can recall it at a later time. Just let it go. It's okay. And I think I think this is where I'm trying to get to in terms of time. So before I went on the, the diary tangent, I was about to say that the new year... The, the tradition, of course, is to set out one's New Year's resolutions. And so there's a sense that the start of the new year gives an opportunity to consider change. It presents an opportunity to set goals. Um, it creates an opportunity to, to reconfigurate to restructure, to, to ask something different of oneself with, with the aim of arriving at a better place. I think, I think, that's, I think that's quite a good way to, to, to describe it. Where, I, unless, you're, unless you're, your New Year's resolution is moving in the other direction, I resolve to drink more alcohol, I resolve to smoke more cigarettes, I resolve to be more abusive to to old people and uh, left-handed people, the old uh, the old kid hogs. Um, I don't know. Do 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 some people do that? I suppose they do. Are they evil? <laughs> but that's that's typically typically that that that's that, that's the way it works, isn't it? We sit down and we lay out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that and uh it's often said that gym memberships um you know there's huge there's a huge uptake of gym memberships at the start of the year 
and people roll out their annual fee and go that's it i'm committed i'm gonna go to the gym and then people don't follow through and i mean i've already seen in the the first few days of the year on social media um different uh sort of wellness you know lifestyle personal training type peeps people on on um, instagram or facebook many of them connected to the you know to positive living healthy lifestyle wellness positive psychology etc many of them are already advocating how to make new year's resolutions stick um uh, seen one or two articles to that effect as well i haven't bothered to read any of them but it's you know it's a theme isn't it and i was just thinking that what is it like what is it that you know why do we wait why do we wait a year to to go okay now now is the time now is the time to to set out the plan now is the time to to lay the the groundwork for change um to me it's you know over the years it seemed more and more sort of there's a sort of an artificiality or a like a, a falseness or uh what what's the word a it's kind of a it's it's kind of a self-deceit isn't it you know oh it's a new year i mean it's literally you know a day after the previous year and so now we've got you know new energy new new focus and uh, we give ourselves this uh kind of kick up the butt to go okay i'm going to i'm going to affect change in myself i'm going to affect change in my life because it's the first of january um it's i don't know there's a there's something about that that i have found myself resisting more and more over the years because it's why why now why not tomorrow why not a month ago why not sit down you know in mid december <laughs> right i'm gonna i'm gonna change now i'm gonna give up turkey um i won't eat trifle um Look, the point is we can make the decision to make changes anytime we want. And if if we're using the measure of one year as our guideline, if we're using the measure of one year as the the the, the stimulus to to begin something new it's it becomes a very large project doesn't it i think there's there's almost like a self-fulfilling impossibility when we're dealing with a chunk of time as large as a year and my argument is why aren't we just thinking about change on a much more uh you know a, you know a much more immediate scale so dare we think in terms of 
of weeks, dare we think in terms of days, dare we think in terms of minutes, of seconds, moments, the blink of an eye. That is a different kind of challenge. So can you sit there and try and detach yourself from this concept of time? And can you embrace the idea that January is irrelevant and February will be irrelevant and March will be irrelevant and April and so on? That what is relevant is the moment where you are at this moment and what energy you have at this moment and what perspective you have at this moment and what tools and resources you feel you are going to be able to bring to bear to this moment to initiate change and what I'm really, really interested in personally, in myself at this moment, and the challenge I'm setting for myself at the moment is not is not something material. It's not something physical. It's not it's not a it's not a goal to achieve in terms of accumulation. And I mean, again, I, I'm saying this as the guy who counts every swim, who counts every session of karate, who counts every walk, who counts, <laughs> who counts how many times he mows the grass <laughs> uh, or chops wood. Um, that's not a euphemism. Um, you know, this is, yeah. The, the, <laughs> what I am interested in, it's not those those physical achievements, those demonstrations of of control, those those demonstrations of adherence to a regime, a healthy routine. I mean, I record all that stuff in my diary again if I get the bloody thing. Um, what I'm really engaging with at the moment is a change in thinking and I'm really trying to identify in myself my own thought patterns my own emotional patterns the patterns of my emotional and psychological responses and reactions to to my life and to my relationship and to everything that I'm doing and my and you know and you know my relationship when I refer to my relationship I'm talking about my marriage but my relationship is also my relationship with my daughter with friends with family my relationship with myself and I am trying to challenge myself to really deepen 
my understanding of how I think and how I view myself in 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 terms of how I view myself as you know as a as a as a component in the universe as a cog that comes into contact with other people of greater and lesser importance to me and to really become more aware or more tuned into my own my own rhetoric and my own narrative about my life about myself about what i'm doing uh about how i perceive these you know other relationships in my life and the motivation for this is i am trying to affect change and i want to try to bring more more balance more um uh, I, 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 harmony is the word that comes to mind i mean i don't know why i should hesitate to use that word because that is that is one of the goals i mean is that so bad is 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 harmony not desirable and by harmony i suppose i am thinking about balance and a steadier sort of equilibrium and i'm trying to to lessen my sense of anxiety i'm trying to decrease my my impulse for for anger um anger that while it while i recognize it comes from you know a real place is not always that beneficial to me or to to people close to me um I'm I mean really what I'm seeking and this might sound offensively grandiose <laughs> um what I'm seeking is um is what oh I had the word there it's just it's just dropped out of my head I was too busy bloody laughing at myself I knocked it right out of my brain um what I'm seeking is I know what it is. <laughs> what what I'm seeing, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. What I'm seeking is evolution. What I'm seeking is evolution. And I I repeated it there for emphasis. That's an old acting trick. <laughs> That's what uh, I had this crazy crazy acting teacher in in acting school in England um in the the mid the mid to late 90s when when I trained over there and uh, that was her line repetition is a gift so uh you'd see a phrase in a text and maybe it consisted of a word that was repeated three or four times and her golden rule was say it differently every single time and she would approach it from a purely mechanical point of view so change your pitch change your tone change the the color of your voice um 
So she wasn't talking about motivation or, you know, character or, or uh, objective. Just, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Brilliant. High art, high drama. Um, yeah. So what I'm seeking is evolution. I am trying to look to myself. I'm trying to look to myself to affect change rather than living with the expectation that the world is going to change for me. So that is a fundamentally philosophical position. And it is about restructuring expectations. And it is about restructuring assumptions. Um, because assumptions are they can be treacherous and they they like time are impositions on reality so we're looking at someone else and we're making assumptions that they're going to behave in a certain way that they're going to respond in a certain way and that they are going to fit into one's view of the future in a certain way and that is a form of arrogance it could also be a form of delusion it could be a form of stupidity <laughs> it could simply be a form of thoughtlessness um because I mean, what 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 is an assumption? What is an assumption? It, it, it's like a, it, it's like an it, it's like an expectation. It, it's a type of expectation, of course, but it sort of falls into a, a different category, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's it it it's like a, hmm, what is it? What's the best way to describe it? Like it, it's an an expectation that is taken for granted so you know it's 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 a projected reality or a projected truth that one you know that that, that one depends upon um to support that 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 reality that has yet to happen i mean that's a that's that's madness right away isn't it they're, they're, like that's an assumption that 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 becomes then a type of projected control, and it depends on other independent people submitting to your vision without consultation. Um, that's that's the way I'm thinking about it anyway, and so. What I'm trying to do with this this bid, this bid for change, I'm trying to not do that. I'm trying to look to myself as the single cog over which I have a modicum of control. And I am asking the cog that is myself... <laughs> I'm saying cog, 
I want you to change the way you think. I want you to change the way you think. I want you to keep turning. I want you to keep turning in the machine of life. But I want you to change the way you think about others. And perhaps to change the way you think about yourself. And my contention is that if I can achieve this, if I can alter the way I think, that will actually create a new reality. And then it's a matter of letting that new reality happen. So that then brings me to this kind of secondary idea relating to change. Change must involve letting go. It must involve letting go of something. And I suppose that does hark back then to the the idea of the new year. Let, you know, out with the old, in with the new. So we're letting go of what is past and we are opening ourselves to what is new. Um I don't I don't I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. But there is I think there is there is something uh there is something beneficial, there is something to me anyway attractive, uh not without challenge, but to the idea of letting go of something in order to achieve change and in my case if i'm asking myself to to change the way i'm thinking then i i i see the implication um or the 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 obvious implication of that as there is the onus is on me then to let go of my old way of thinking and that's very fundamental i mean to any of us because how you know how we think it shapes how we how we meet the world it shapes how we see the world it shapes how we behave in the world um and so it's not a small thing um and i'm not you know i'm not i'm not talking about a radical change i'm not talking about inversion i'm not talking about flipping the the world on its head i'm talking about a shift in perspective and if i can if i can take a if i can take an idea from karate and particularly the style of karate that i've you know i've practiced um it's a look it's a it's a very simple idea so even if you have no concept of martial arts you can you can picture two opponents facing each other and they're facing each other on a line and as one person attacks moving forward along the line the other uh combatant will retreat along the line to to make room to move away from the attack to accommodate absorb or deflect the incoming attack and then to counter with a counter attack 
and that can move back and forth along a line in a very linear way, which is the nature of a line. So when I'm talking about a change in perspective, a change in the, the aspect of my movement of thought, really what I'm talking about, and I'm borrowing this from karate, is moving off the line because that linear back and forth on the line it becomes it becomes a very addictive uh unthinking compulsive lock of dynamic movement between two opponents which i've seen and experienced many times in a karate setting where you just lock into this back and forth back and forth attack attack defend defend counterattack 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 other part the other person retreats defend 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 counterattack attack attack and you just go back and forth and it's 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 similar to that feeling of have you ever tried to uh you know re- you know reverse park your car and you reverse into the spot you realize you got it wrong you haven't got the angle right you pull back out and you reverse in uh, in exactly the same way again like you can't you can't get out of that shape <laughs> and then you just you know you, you frustratingly you know drive on down the road until there's an easier spot embarrassed um so it's kind of like that you lock in and you can't get out of that shape and i think our thinking is like that but in karate if you step off the line what you're doing is instead of staying on the line you're literally shifting away either left or right off the line still in good fighting distance um you know with your opponent and then you can counterattack from a different angle and it opens up different opportunities for attack and could be the it could lead to the the opportunity to to win the exchange and that's what i'm talking about i'm still you know, I'm still doing karate. I'm still in in the engagement with the opponent, and you know, for the you know the sake of this discussion, let's argue that the opponent is is life. The opponent is understanding life. The opponent is your engagement, or in this case, my engagement with life, and I am arguing that I will benefit from stepping off the line and rather than engaging head on with the same rigidity of conviction or the same rigidity of thought that has held sway for whatever whatever the whatever this time period has been uh, i'm not saying my, my thinking hasn't changed in at different times in the past but i am I am convincing I or, or I, I, I am I'm looking at myself at the moment and going actually I would benefit at this moment in my life from uh, a change in my thinking I would benefit my my marriage would benefit my life would benefit my internal health so my psychological and emotional health would benefit from a change in thinking and that perhaps leads to the question how (laughs) how (laughs) how do you change your thinking 
Uh, well, I think, I think, <laughs> I believe that a change in thought can only happen with with um, quite a lot of reflection and analysis and the cultivation of an openness uh, an openness when thinking of oneself or when viewing oneself um, and I think probably this is something that is really difficult to do um, alone I think it requires conversation it requires exchanges with other people friends whoever someone you trust it this is something that could happen in a therapeutic setting i mean certainly that's something that happened for me um when i had therapy gosh 20 years ago now um that was probably you know that that would have been you know one of the times in my life where i was able you know, i was given the tools and given the helped to gain the perspective on myself to you know re rethink who i was and rethink how i operated in the world and um you know through through various friendships i mean i've become very good uh, in my life at at engaging in 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 these kinds of conversations with a number of, of, of good friends. I mean, I, I consider myself very lucky in that regard. I have friends who are interested in talking about the the internal life, is how I think about it, and friends who are really enormously supportive, who are challenging in the best possible ways, who have their own stories to share. And I consider it a very rich area of my life uh, and one that contributes enormously to my my well-being um and you know over the years i've just used that um that that area of my life i've used those friendships to to work through things and to to sound off to vent to to ponder to ponder um whatever is going on uh, in my life to ponder the, the the challenges that I'm faced with and certainly this position I've come to now is uh, you know a product of of similar of similar and recent conversations um and I welcome I welcome those challenges I welcome that that stimulation I welcome the counterpoint of of other points of view that um you know that that i that i feel like i can trust um and that i'm happy to allow to inform my own decision making and my own my own sort of existential exploration and you know what what is the ultimate goal the ultimate goal is to to try and be in a, I mean, a happier place, I suppose. It's you know, and I, I mean, I can't, I can't rush in quickly enough to go. The pursuit is not happiness itself. It's not some sort of. I'm not looking for some 
placebo state of um, unending happiness and uh, you know contentment with no shadow and no no challenges uh, I don't believe in that um, I think it's a completely naive idea but I suppose what I'm looking for is to be equipped in a different way to deal with what life it drops in my lap and I can certainly yeah I mean I can certainly look at you know where I am uh, you know at this point in my life and be sort of be mindful that it's not going to be plain sailing for a while that's um I don't, I don't i don't consider that being negative i don't consider that being pessimistic i think it's trying to look at life in a clear-eyed way and accept certain challenges need need to be met and they'll be met in a in a better way if changes are implemented that all sounds very detached does it <laughs> that's like <laughs> what what language can i use that you know takes 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 my thinking as far away as possible from the emotional reality <laughs> excuse me i'm sorry um yeah anyway look that's that's what it is i think um and i think the <laughs> it's it's never too soon it's never too soon i mean fundamentally and i've been i've been preaching this for years to poor students who've had to listen to my rants every every moment <laughs> every moment is an opportunity for change every moment is an opportunity to recalibrate to to do better the we have enormous we have enormous power i think as as individuals as thinking humans i think we have enormous power to affect change in our lives and it was only a couple of months ago that i was talking about the the the, the word hexity which if you listened to that episode i think it was the first episode in november um if you remember that word that word describes what is essential essentially you your essential unus that quality that is yours alone and i think if you can engage with the idea of hexity that is an idea that suggests we have an unchanging quality that is recognizable to other people an unchangeable quality that speaks uh that speaks ineffably of us and i think that this idea that idea of hexity that there is something in us that is that doesn't change i consider that our our core setting our core sort of disposition our core leaning and that might be something we understand as being 
negative or positive it might be something we understand as being you know resilient or something that we understand as being anxious and probably that doesn't change and i'm not challenged by that idea i think when i talk about changing a way of thinking that in a way what we're doing is we're making tweaks or adjustments to how we caretake ourselves and so the core self probably is quite unchanging over a lifetime Uh, whatever way our wiring is whatever way the nurture and nature influences the nurture and nature spheres whatever way they interacted and shaped us um those you know those core those core shaping forces produce something that is probably very difficult to change with a you know and if it's something you know if 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 that core self is something that's very damaged very broken very um traumatized there's probably a need for change and there's probably a need to seek change in you know professional therapeutic settings you know with or without you know you know medical intervention whatever um but like on on the mean on the average you know maybe 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 there are quite a few of us who have escaped the extremes and we have a core state that remains constant and then the changes in thinking the changes in lifestyle the changes in how we view ourselves those are the alterations that allow us to serve ourselves better i suppose that's the way i think about it and that's what i'm advocating for myself at this moment in time 2022 uh so Am I saying a year of big change? No, I'm not actually. (laughs) I'm saying a year of small change. Here you go, buddy. Here's some small change. Boom. So maybe that's my vision. I'm going to be I'm going to be on the street, hat in hand, saying spare change, small change, any change. I welcome it. I I welcome it. Um, I noticed on. I know I noticed this is a complete no you know it's 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 relevant <laughs> I noticed on social media an old friend an old acquaintance um pointed out that the movie Soylent Green was set in 2022 and I don't know what date uh I don't know when Soylent Green was made I feel sometime in that was it was it was it a 70s movie or a 60s movie maybe it was late 60s early 70s basically one of those um dystopian science fiction future visions uh, of the world and soylent green featured charlton heston and an quite an old uh edward g robinson um it may have even been Edward G. Robinson's last picture. I'm not sure if that's correct. But fundamentally, the the, the title referred to this, this foodstuff that 
that you know that, that that this is what people ate to survive in this this kind of horrible grungy polluted cityscape the poorest people were surviving on soylent green and soylent green then was this hugely uh, powerful corporation um so i mean this this idea that companies will take over the world um and rule everything um it you know this idea has been around for a long time and the uh, the tech giants that we look at today the amazons and the the, the facebooks uh, etc the you know these are the the demons that were foretold but of course the the, the soylent green the substance that people are eating that they don't realize it's actually it, it's actually if I recall correctly, it's either like it's homeless people or it's it's people who've died or it's the the lowest of the low and they're being basically cleaned up by these um, very ominous kind of garbage collecting vehicles and then it's those people that are being turned into the food stuff that everybody's dependent on for survival and that was the vision back in the day of what 2022 would look like. So what can you say? Do we just say thank you thank you future thank you thank you to the present moment that we're not quite there yet we haven't quite started cannibalizing uh each other yet um charlton heston he um he was of his time wasn't he a friend gave me a book that features charlton heston on the cover kissing an ape because it's a work of popular philosophy it's philosophy and planet of the apes or planet of the apes and philosophy it's part of a series of popular philosophy books where they take movies and other things and match them up with philosophy or discuss them as philosophical texts um so that was rather nice that was a good gift i haven't gotten into that yet but i'm looking forward to it the same friend gave me three editions of viz magazine the uh satirical is that what you'd say is it a satirical magazine it's um i don't know it, 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 it viz i guess is a the epitome of a certain type of english humor it is quite satirical and ridiculous and over the top i just had a flick through one of them earlier and it featured speaking of tech giants it featured um the the, the recent sort of space race uh that jeff bezos of amazon and richard branson uh, not a tech giant but um a great uh, sort of um wealthy adventurer I, I don't want to use any derogatory terms but anyway viz does plenty in, in the absence of my um the, you know or in the presence of the poverty of my imagination viz replicated that space race where basically it was a race to the moon where branson and bezos were rushing in their respective uh, spaceships uh, to be the first person to masturbate on the moon um and then that all that didn't work out they managed to you know blow up either planet earth or the moon and they came across another planet and there was uh, elon musk of tesla fame and he'd beaten them to it so um there you go from philosophy to to self-pleasure in space it, it doesn't get it doesn't get much better than this does it the clear out we have it all so look i'm going to leave you there 
That is episode 33 of The Clear Out. Change. A change is going to come. The winds of change. I don't know. I mean, it's up to you. It's up to you to decide. Do you need to change? Is everything okay? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm also a great advocate of that. So you might be just going, there's nothing. There's nothing that needs fixing. There's nothing that needs changing. It's all good. And if that's the case, well done you. Congratulations. You're in a good spot. Okay, so once again, Happy New Year. Um, I hope, I hope, uh, I hope the clock, I hope the clock ticks around in a, in a nice way for you. Just, just maybe enjoy the moment. Just have a look at what you can control. Just have a look at where you are right now and don't wig out over what's yet to come because you just can't control any of that, can you? Okay, you can give me some love on social media if that's your thing. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's The Clear Out 2 on Twitter. Uh, on YouTube, it's The Clear Out Podcast. On Instagram, it's The Clear Out Podcast on facebook it's the clear out podcast you can email me at the clear out live at gmail.com and if you want to support the show you can do so using the supporter link where you can make a donation a one-off donation of of your choice uh, or you can support me with a regular contribution using the patreon link that's patreon.com forward slash the clear out and that is all so take it easy mind yourselves i will talk to you real soon all the best take care see you bye